prophet like Moses, Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, verses 9 through 22, is our printed lesson for uh, today. As we study today's lesson, I want to remind you that whenever uh, you're looking at uh, uh, especially Old Testament, uh, you, you want to be cognizant of the fact that there are uh, meanings. First of all, the Old Testament contains uh, types and shadows, and we've said that many times. Um, and, and today we're going to look at one of those uh, types or shadow or figure to come. Uh, but ultimately, the Old Testament points to Christ, always, from the very first page through Revelation. Uh, I, 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 will, I will not offer a disclaimer uh, today uh, regarding the lesson because uh, I've looked out into the audience and uh, most of you have been here uh, longer than three weeks, uh, so you know that what we're going to teach is nothing foreign to you. Uh, it's going to be a, a gentle reminder, though, for some, okay? Uh, pastor's been preaching uh, about 2020 and it being the very best year of your life. This is going to be your best year uh, with, with the anticipation that somehow you are, uh, um, are on this side of Jordan and, and, and you're crossing over or maybe you have crossed over Jordan but you're on the very teetering edge and you're making those necessary adjustments to uh, adjust to living in uh, 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 this new promised land. So it is with the, the children of Israel that we're going to look at today. Uh, 400 years of bondage. They're finally out of uh, slavery. Uh, they look anticipatorily to inhabiting the promised land. And uh, God uh, stops by to, to share with them and to you today that uh, uh, for those who are given much, much is required. Um, Kingdom living is no joke. Uh, Y'all may think it's pretty, uh, but it's tough uh, because the demands are rigorous. And we know one quality of God, uh, Deacon BJ, is that God is immutable. He will not change. Folk, if you don't ever remember anything that Deacon Sneed has ever taught, shared with you, remember God ain't going to change for you. God is not going to lower his standards to accommodate you or me or any of our fantasies or foolishness. It is not going to happen. Oh, we can cry for it. We can complain about it. We can say it ain't fair, but God is not going to change. For those of you that are working and those of you who have worked in various organizations, you know, 
one of the key departments in every company or organization is HR. Did you, did you say it that right? HR, you know, they, you must be HR. Uh, you and Brenda, Brenda. At, at HR, she knows key. She knows, because HR, hey, that's where all the instructions are. You want to find out what's going on in the company? Go to HR, you know? I mean, if you want to know how to act, what your conduct doesn't need to be, you go to HR. And uh, uh, that HR is called uh, uh, human resource. Uh, okay. Well, God has a HR department, too, uh, Sister Vanessa. It's called holiness and righteousness. And he says, if you're going to enjoy all the benefits and blessings of uh, promised land experience, you got to know how to act. Oh, everybody got quiet. <laughs> you, know, you know why, B? It's because folk think that they can show up in companies, in communities, and in churches and act any way they want to act. But the last time I checked, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And those of you who are called by him ought to know that and adhere to that. That you have been given a promised land experience and there are certain behaviors that are required of those who are experiencing the benefits and blessings of God. Can we just agree on that? Would you agree that, that if you're taking the hand out, you should, you should act uh, according to the hand that's handing it out? Y'all ain't ready there. See, because I, I, I see some people holding back because they say, well, you know, the government can hang a hand out stuff. We shouldn't be acting like. No, God is encouraging us today that those folk who are having a promised land experience are about to have a promised land experience, that there are certain things that he will not tolerate. There are certain things that are uh, counter to his essence, that are counter to his being, that are counter to God, and that is unholiness. God says to his people, if you're going to enjoy the benefits of a promised land experience, you must be holy. If you're going to enjoy that which I'm giving to you, you're going to have to act like me. You can't act like the world while hugging your daddy's neck. God says, you're going to act like I do. I set the standards. And to share with you what the standards are, by way of Deuteronomy 18, Moses, here's what I want you to write. Tell them the things that I detest. Tell them the things I don't like. Now, 
if you're being interviewed for a job and you meet your boss, your potential boss, and he tells you, here's what I don't like. I don't like people that are five minutes late. And he ain't joking. It's like, you five minutes late? Just come back tomorrow. Okay? And that, that's what it would be. It would be like your boss telling you, you five minutes late, don't come back. Don't. This is what I require. I don't like folk who, in my staff meetings, chew gum and look at their cell phones. He tells you that. That's what he says. He says, I don't like that. But you just got this job. I mean, you just been offered this job. So now, if you like to show up late and you like to be on your cell phone doing staff meetings or chewing gum, don't go to the promised land. Because God says, in the promised land, you're not going to do as the Romans. You're not going to do what he's saying. The boss is giving you an accumulation of all the things he don't like as a result of the employees he's had before you. The last employee never came to work on time. Always was on the cell phone. Chewing gum. In the staff meeting. And the boss said, I ain't going to stop that. Now, and he tells the HR department, he told them, you find someone, be on time, not going to chew gum, not going to be on the cell phone. I'll interview them. And I'm going to tell them what I don't like. So that will tell them that, you know what? Hey, <laughs> tell you what, thanks for the blessing. Hey, hey John, look at that. I ain't never been nowhere on time. <laughs> oh, and my cell phone? I don't turn it off. I got one eye on my cell phone at all times. And, uh, you know, I could get away with the gum, but, you know, uh, now nah, <laughs> I'm going to chew gum in staff meeting. That's the only place I want to chew it. <laughs> Two things. First of all, you shouldn't apply for the job. And second of all, if you really want that job, you need to modify your behavior. Because the boss says he don't like it. Ain't no need of you crying five days later, a month later, a year later. Oh, I got the worst boss. I got the worst boss in the world. He told you he didn't like you being on the phone. He told you he didn't like uh, uh, you being late and chewing gum. He told you that. Now you're going to complain? You don't have a complaint. How many of y'all believe y'all got a legitimate complaint? For those of you who think you have a legitimate complaint, here's what you want to do. You want to be God. Because God says, these are my standards, and I'm not changing them for anybody. I'm blessing you, but you're going to act right. And here's what God, God says, I ain't withdrawing the blessing because I promised you the blessing. But there are certain things you're going to do, and you're going to do it the way I want you to do it. We are living in a culture that everybody wants to do their own thing, that everybody wants to act like the world is that. 
Christian folk, you can't act like those banshees that are out there in the world. Yeah, I said it. I meant it. You, you, you can't do that because it's the same. When you come on Sunday morning and you don't notice no difference between the crowd you left on Saturday night and Sunday morning, there's a problem. You know, it's like the drunk who stayed over in the nightclub all night long and they held church there the next morning. He says, hey, same crowd, different tune. <laughs> there should be a recognizable difference. And for thus, uh, those folk who just believe that God is who he says he is and that they're not going to change to conform to this new uh, wave idea that everybody's an individual and that they can do what they want to do. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen with me. Ain't no holy poly stuck in the mud, Neanderthal. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm as progressive as I need to be and as conservative as God wants me to be. All right. All right. I, I, I just don't believe in foolishness. That if I'm going to be a part of an organization, ought to accept their rules. You said you want to be a Christian. God says, I got rules. You say you want to be a blessing. You want to be blessed. God says, I got some rules, standards of conduct to get those blessings. Y'all don't believe me, so believe uh, Moses in Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. What does it say? When you start working here Monday morning, you're not going to act like them people I just fired. That's what that verse said. Y'all don't see that? That's exactly what it said. He said, first of all, what they did was abominable. They were abominable nations. I mean, abominations. They were, in fact, things that I detested. I don't like them. Matter of fact, when you detest something, then you have a strong dislike. God says, I don't like how they acted. That's why I put them out. And I gave you their blessing. Now, it would be unfair to them if I put them out for acting all aberrant. And then I accept you acting the same way that I just put them out for. You would say, God, you ain't fair. And God says, I don't like it. And when in Rome, you don't do like the Romans do. <laughs> oh, let me, let me just make it. When you're on the ship, you don't act like the rest of them crazy people on the ship. Your motives for going should be different. Oh, boy, I tell you, the quietness is here. Verse 10 says, there shall not what? Yo, God says what he don't like, and then he tells you the exact things he don't like. He tells you he don't like things that are abominable. Then he tells you exactly. So there's, it's clear. 
And that's why people are talking about, you know, it ain't clear. I don't quite know what the Lord wants me to do. That's because you don't want to see it. You, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to accept it. Because it, it's, count, it, it, it's counter to our nature. And God says, first of all, that, that, that um, passing of the sons before the fire, that's human sacrifice, folks. That's killing your children. Now, I know some of you have had the thought, but wait a minute. God says, God, God says we ain't going to have that. God says, no, we ain't going to have that. that. That's not proper behavior for, for Canaan living. That's not, that, that's not proper behavior for promised land uh, living. But also, that's in the extreme. But he says, there are things that you subject, little religious uh, uh, things that you do to other gods using your children, you're passing them before the fire. In other words, you're participating in cultic activities and using your children. God says, I don't like that. Ah, a lot quieter now, Harry. Because, see, that's what we, oh, we wouldn't dare sacrifice our little precious ones. But when you subject them to, to, to cultic, occultic type organizations and agencies, that's exactly what you're doing. And God says, you're a promised land liver. I detest that. Don't use your children in that way, your daughters or your sons. He says, or using divination. You know, you hang out at Miss Rudolph's house. Oh, y'all don't believe me. It's right there. See, because he it, it's exhaust. Oh, by the way, this list is not exhausted. It's just that it, somewhere in there you can be found. There's something you want to do. He says, what, what, what was the other one? Observers of times. In other words, you, you, you want to look at times. You have some mystic view of what the time is, and you can tell what's going to happen. You're involved in witchcraft. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Consultors with familiar spirits. You're having folk dealing with a spirits other than the Holy Spirit. You're going down there to get your palms read. You are Christian and you down there stopping at the billboard going in the psychic's house. And he says, they're various because some of these seem to be the same thing. He says, there's various degrees of these guys. You know, wizards. But remember, the preamble sentence said, ceremonies which you pass your children. You need to be careful what you expose your children to. Just because you send them to camp. Just because you let them go visit in some churches, there's a Harry Potter spirit there. Oh yeah, our dickens near here. Here you go. You're not a conspiracy. Hey guys, all you gotta do is look at it. God says wizardry. In other words, you're using something magic or something to try and fool somebody else. Sorcery. 
All that kind of stuff. It's an abomination. Matter of fact, over there in Acts, uh, Deacon Clark's, one of Deacon Clark's favorite scriptures is that, you know, where the guys meet and they talking about, hey, give me some of this power. How can I pay you for it? And the guy said, wait a minute, hold up. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? You got to be careful who you're associating with. Because this stuff is detestable. It's not that God just doesn't like it or it doesn't make God feel comfortable. God says he detests this type of activity. He says, for all that do these things are what? If you participate in this, oh, by the way, they, you know what, you know what, Nick? See, you know what they said? Oh, <laughs> I thought he was going to get mine. But just because you're running in and out of the root worker's house does not, that, that doesn't excuse you. And because that root worker wears a cross around their necks, or just because you are hooking up with organizations that profess Jesus Christ, that say Jesus Christ, that say that they're of God, I just remind you, remember Guyana? Folk, 93% of the cult's membership is people who were in Christian churches. They were in a blessed congregation and they chose to leave it to go follow someone who says, I can see a brighter day for you. Oh, oh I see free tuition down the road. Oh, I see free this and Free that. I see it. I, I see it in my spirit. I, I see that if you just give me $58, you know, pass the hat, that I can see it come back a thousandfold. Mo. Ah. Yeah. Dealing in foolishness. God says anybody who participated is an abomination. He didn't say the acts. Now he switches and says, if you do these things, you want to borrow, I detest you. In other words, he says, get out of my face. You call yourself one of mine? You call yourself a recipient of promised land living? And you're going to go and do exactly the things that the, that the world are doing? You want to know the future? I've given you my word. It contains Present, past, future, and eternity. He said, you can't get more exhausted than that. And for you to go and do something like that, I'm not going to let you live in the promised land. I'm going to keep on blessing you. And you know, people say, oh, bless me, you done gone too far now. Let me tell you something, folks. Long before, when we were over in Kitty Hawk, yeah, you knew some remember. We were in Kitty Hawk. Do you realize how many churches in Kitty Hall? Do you realize how many churches were in the places that we have been? Many of them are no longer exist. Most of them, I can say. But resurrection is here. Promised land living. And God is not going to accept this, 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 this culture mentality that's, a that's detestable to him. He's not going to let you keep bringing the world into his church, doing the things of the world. And he just said, oh, oh, well, 
ain't nothing I can do about it. I'm God, but I can't do nothing about it. But if he's God and can't do nothing about it, he ain't God. And God says, I'm very capable of doing something about it. He says, it's an abomination. I'm going to show you in a minute. Because, tell, tell them, Deacon Sneed, why they are an abomination. And what? Because of these See, y'all thought that was just me talking. God said, he'll put you out. He bought you in, he can put you out. He gave it to you, he can take it away. There are folk that are not even praying more that are going to psychics about their issues. There are folk that are not meeting on a regular basis with folk of light mind, but yet they're going to seances. There are folk that are trying to get in touch with people that are in the spirit world, but they're not even living with the folk that are in the physical world with them. Oh, something is wrong. Something is either wrong with y'all or something's wrong with me. Something's either wrong with y'all or something's wrong with God. Something's wrong with y'all or something's wrong with all those folk who love the Lord and say, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm about kingdom, promised land, living. And it has a set of rules and regulations. And the HR department says, I got to adhere to them. Verse 13 says, I mean, y'all perfect. <laughs> Why are y'all so scared, rascals? Y'all know y'all ready to listen. Y'all know y'all ready to listen. You know I'm not trying to fool you. I raised my hand. <laughs> I should have told you. I'll be by myself. God here is saying, when you do those things, you are half in the promised land and half out. You're in the church, but yet you want to remain in the world. In other words, you're fragmented. You're torn. And he says, I require you to be complete. Whole. I want no little bit of you. I want you to be whole. And that is desire because it says that he's given you the word. He's given you all these gifts over in Ephesians for the perfecting. Perfecting. You are being perfected. You're not perfect yet. You know, even though your wife thinks you are, you, 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 you know, you are not, you're not perfect yet. I, I, I saw that, I saw that, Vanessa. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. <laughs> but God says, I have a standard. And I don't want you half in and half out. I want you whole. Folk, do you realize how much better off we would be if every practicing Christian would simply commit to being whole, complete. Lord, make me complete. That I might see the things the way you see it, that I would do the things the way you would do it. Lord, I'm totally sold out to you. Imagine what power we would have in evangelizing the world. But God says, if you're going to act like the world, I'm going to send you right back to it. 
I'm going to treat you like the world. Because the wages of sin is death. When you talk about you can rely on palm readers and root workers, Miss Rudolph, stargazers, uh, Dion Warwich, I mean, uh, Dion Warwich. <laughs> I ain't pulling no punches today. <laughs> oh, no. The issue is, the issue is, I'm not keeping you in the, kit in the promised land when you can't act the way you need to act. Verse 14 says, mm -hmm. What he's saying there, the very people that were here before you enjoying all this, they started root working. They started seeing stuff. They became prophets. They became seers into the night. I put them out. And I'm bringing you in. Why in the world would I do that? Do you, do you think that God has lost his mind? That God has changed his standard? Oh, you so cute and cuddly. You know, you so fine in every way that God wouldn't dare put you out. God says, I'm telling you right up front, you act like the Romans, I'm going to treat you like the Romans. Romans, Rome was the most powerful government to have existed until America came along. But do you remember what happened to Rome? Do you know the, the, the slow, decadent behavior that beset Rome? And first it started in the homes. They had their own thing. Everybody, you know, had a freak of the night. And then that moved from the home to the city. And then from the city to the government. Rome does not exist. Here we come with America. Supposed to be founded on basic Christian principles. And we got people living any kind of way. And first it started in the homes. And oh, it didn't even start in the home. BJ, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me correct it. It started in the closet. Oh, I ain't, I ain't scared of y'all. And it permeated the home and into the city. And now it's in the government. In your churches. And there are certain demands that are being made. I want to act the way I want to act. I don't care what the Bible says. That's what it says. Because reasonable people, Paul says, hey, let us reason together. But what we got to do is we got to use the script. We got to use the authority. Let's go to the word. And if there's something different that I'm missing or that you're missing, reasonable folk can come up and say, you know what, Verse Nee? You, 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 uh, your, your eyesight getting a little bad on you. Instead of A, that was D. Changes the meaning. We can work with that. But when the Lord says that divination 
is an abomination. If it, if it was an abomination then, it's an abomination now. If palm reading was an abomination then, it's an abomination now. Verse uh, 15, please. Atlanta, did, did, did you appreciate how I, I, I brought that in about, you know, reasonable people can do it? See, the issue is God knows that y'all ain't going to be reasonable. <laughs> God, knows, God knows that y'all ain't going to agree. So you know what he says? I'm going to send you a prophet. I'm going to send you a prophet. I'm going to raise him up out of it. Now, understand, whenever we're looking at um, Old Testament, we're looking at types and shadows. And, and, and in the Old Testament, you always have uh, the dispensation of immediate context, intermediate, and then ultimate. Here, he's talking about all three of those. He says, I'm going to raise up a prophet. Moses, I'm going to raise up a prophet. Uh, e e uh, Elijah and Isaiah and Ezekiel and, and Daniel and uh, Zephaniah and Zechariah and Hephni and Haggai, you know. All of those, I'm going to raise them up, but I'm going to raise up Jesus Christos also. <laughs> and these are going to be prophets. Prophets, prophets, prophets. But if you'll notice how God dealt with Moses, in Jewish culture, Moses is the greatest prophet that ever lived. Greater than Isaiah, greater than Daniel. Moses is the man. In, in, in the Jewish culture, Moses is the man. But Moses was simply a, hmm, let, me, let me see how I can put this. Y'all like movies. Y'all like movies. Um, you know, you go to a movie and you see what they call now trailers. When I was growing up, they would call them previews. <laughs> right. Somebody come up and ask me, did you see the trailer? The trailer? I ain't let no trailer on my pocket. Tra trailer, I ain't seen no trailer. But the trailer, what, what's the purpose of the trailer? Just, and it's, it's generally, it gives you bits. It, it's, in other words, you're telling me the trailer is not the movie. Whew. See, Moses is the trailer, but Jesus is the movie. And, and he's saying that, that I'm going to raise up prophets in the, like Moses, different in a way, but ultimately there's going to be one that's going to be the movie. In other words, Moses will reveal some things, but some things will be concealed, just like in the trailer. You know, you don't get the full plot. You don't get uh, the after plot in the trailer, but in the movie. Think about it. Moses is the trailer here, but Jesus is the movie. Verse 16 says what? Mm -hmm. 
See, I told you Moses was a prophet. That's what he was talking about. Because remember when they went to, it says Mount Horeb here, but that's the same as Mount Sinai. Remember what happened at Sinai? People went up there to the mountain. Oh, said, please. We can't talk to this God. God is too awesome. God is too holy. God is too pure. God is too powerful. We respect God too much to be standing. We can't even be in his presence. We can't even look on it. Moses, would you please talk to God? For us. Moses. He's talking to God. That means he's a prophet. He's talking to God for us. That means he's a mediator. But, oh, some, somebody, somebody said that ain't right. Somebody said he ain't want no mediator. He was the mediator. You know why? Remember what happened at uh, Sinai? Moses went up there and pleaded. God killed me and save your people. I'll give my life for those people. Y'all don't hear me. Moses is a type of prophet. Moses is a type of Christ. And at Horeb, he, he just stops by to show the example of God says, hey, yeah, you know, y'all ask for a prophet, I'm going to give you one. Y'all ask for a mediator, I'm going to give you one. And the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. Here's what God said. Moses, if they ask for a priest because I'm too holy for them to be in my presence, they have said the right thing. You're on the right track now, baby. You have spoken well because you recognize you are totally unholy. You're totally not worthy. You're totally without strength. And so there needs to be someone that can act on your behalf if salvation is to occur. If relationship is to be developed between me and my people, I need a prophet, mediator, leader to go before the people. And the perfect and the purpose of this prophet is to say what thus says the Lord. Someone say what thus says the Lord. Do you believe that them diviners, that them psychics, that those palm readers, those charmers, those observers of uh, friendly spirits are saying what thus says the Lord? The Lord says, I'll give you prophets. You won't name your own prophets. He didn't say, go down there, Moses, and tell them to decide who's going to be a prophet. Ordain them and send them up here. God says he gives the prophets. And there's a purpose for giving them so that they can go and communicate with the people. And God has already said that he don't like people who try to predict the future. He says it's an abomination. God is saying, I, I hold the future. I hold that close to me. No man knows but me, the Godhead. And that's the way I want to keep it. So when you diviners come along, when you charmers come along, when you wizards and witchcraft uh, crafters come along, you are trying to usurp my authority, which I'm not willing to share. He says right here, they have spoken well. They need a prophet. 
Look at verse 18. I will raise. Immediate, intermediate, and ultimate. Immediate, Moses. You tell them, you, you're the prophet. And there are going to be other prophets. But ultimately, it's all going to point to Christ. I will put words in their mouth. That's why Jesus the Christ could declare, I am the way, I am the truth, I'm the life. If you want the truth, you've got to go to the word of God. You're not going to find it on CNN, Fox, MS, NBC, ABC, CBS, Alphabet, Soup, uh, Direct, Spectrum, Child. You ain't going to find the truth there. But you can go to the word of God. You don't have to be crazed out on all that bad news all day long. You can go to the word of God and you can see, Lord, you're exactly right. You said there would be times like this. You said there would be times when mothers would eat their child. They, they think that that ain't happening. That's exactly what's happening now. There are parents who don't care nothing about their children. Oh, oh, I said it. Why do you think we have all uh, the foster homes and, and kids in uh, uh, state care? So we're just having people have babies, no responsibility, and they're literally eating their children. The Bible knows what it's talking about. You want to read something? But you also can read, he that waiteth on the Lord shall mount up. <laughs> With wings of ease. You can also read that. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I shall not. You can also read, my God shall supply all my needs according to his. It's also there. You know, uh, no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. So I don't care what the news, I don't care what they say. They making money on your misery. Do you realize how much stuff you guys have survived that are in this room? I know most of y'all been more than 20 years. God, I'm telling you, do, do, you, do you remember all of them, Sister Carter? Brother Carter, you're, they, they had the Asian flu, the swine flu, the flu, 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 the pretty, hey, hey. I serve Jehov Jehovah Rapha. If you he don't heal me here, he'll heal me there. You don't worry yourself to death about that craziness. But God says, the reason you, you, you all in such misery, you're not listening to the right prophet. You're listening to those prophets on Fox, those prophets on CBS, and it be, that's who you look. They're prophets. They're propped up prophets. God did not send them because God says, I'll give you the prophets. Don't go name yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm prophetess, Sansa. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall not hearken unto my words which he shall speak in my name, I will require it. I hold him accountable. God says, I'm going to send you a Brown. I, I, I'm going to send you a Newsom, a Sneed, a Fred. I'm going to send you a Gwen Thompson. I'm going to send you a Linda Mill. And you know what? They're going to speak my word. But guess what? That's all they're going to do. Because if they don't, you count them a heretic. And I will hold them accountable. Yes, sir. 
Well, don't worry about it. But the issue is you can't stand and sit up under stuff that you know is not of the Lord. How can people get hooked on? Wait a minute. You've been praying for years. You are tither. You are a sacrificial giver. But yet, you are, let's say, middle class. And let's say, some are lower class. And let's say, some are in the super class. They all done the same thing. They're in different socioeconomic statuses. And they're all Christians. So if what the prophet says, if you just send me the $58, I'm back to my $58. I, I want my $58. I'm getting my $58. Out of here, Terry. I'm getting my $58 before I leave here today. God didn't, God didn't commission that. I'm sorry. And what he says, he says, you listen to the prophet. But in verse 20, it says, but the prophet which shall it in your spirit. Sister, I talked to the Lord last night. He told me to tell you. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are certain people that I interact closely with. Here, you know, they know me. They know my needs. They know what I'm going through. Uh, they know what I tell them, what I don't tell them. They, they know. And I talk to God every day. There ain't a single day that I don't talk to God about something. When you've been married as long as I have, you have to talk to God. <laughs> you have to talk to God. I'm telling you. You know, y'all tore this up now. You have to talk to God. Now, I've been talking to them every day about a myriad of issues. Terry comes to me and says, Brother Snee, talked to the Lord last night. And the Lord showed me, just as clear. <laughs> he told me that he wants you to go such, such place. He's going to have you exalted and highly lifted up. He's going to pour into your bosom uh, uh, the economic blessings. I listen to him. You know why? Because I love this brother. I'm disappointed at this point. But, but this, this brother been with me 20 some odd years. He, he knows what I teach. Because, but then I just asked a simple question. Uh, Terry, did God give you any indication why he told you to tell me when God, divine Logos, the word himself, could not tell me what he want me to do? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Don't let people speak that kind of stuff into your spirit. Because they'll have you chasing stuff that you shouldn't be chasing. They are false prophets. They are presuming that they are saying something. If it's not in the word of God, if you can't look in there and say, oh yeah, that's for me. I know that's for me. Then you discount that prophet. Now the prophet can show you prophets before everybody gets it wrong. Here's what we teach. Here's what we know. Prophet. Fourth. Someone say fourth. fourth. And, and four. four. 
prophets in its legitimate sense today are people like Rem Brown, pastor. I don't see my ministers in here. My ministers, they, they, they are all, they're forth tellers. If they preach what's in the Bible, because that's all a forth teller is. They can only say what God said. He says, I'll put my words in their mouth. So that's forth. That ain't foretelling. So, you know, and, and, and the word of God is, is clear. All revelation is complete. So you ain't going to get no new revelation. So you can't tell me nothing new. You, you can't. You can assist me in illumination, but you can't assist me in revelation. Because revelation, the book of revelation says that the scripture is complete. Any man who adds or takes anything away is bringing condemnation on himself. So if someone comes in, and you may have seen them in our pulpit, understand, they are forth tellers. Because when they get up there and start telling the future, I get to winking at Pastor Brown. I throw something at him. <laughs> hey, Doc, nah, we ain't having this. Nah. I do some just left, but hey, you know. Hey, y'all wonder why we sit where we sit. Hey, you're under the control. What's up? Pastor Brown miss all that. He's getting a little older now. When he was young, he kept that stuff. And let these people get up there and talk about what they're doing because it can destroy a life. People getting up perpetrating a fraud. Talking about what they see. Well, okay, do you see what I see? I see the beauty of the Lord written in divine scripture. I know that I've associated myself enough with this word that if I'm not, I know exactly what I'm doing and what I'm not doing for the Lord. Don't let nobody fool you, and you know too. You know you're not doing everything the Lord told you to do. You've been disobedient. That's why you have to pray so hard and pray for sin. You know what you're doing. You know what you know the course that God has got. You know, you make your plans, <laughs> God will change them in a minute. I'm a witness. Ain't no way in the world I'm supposed to be here with you, Stiff Neck Baptist. I I supposed to have been gone a long time ago. But see, I hadn't checked with the father about that. Hey, Sneed, you're talking to me about everything. Oh, you doing what? Oh, return? Oh, you, you want to leave San Antonio? Uh, I think not. <laughs> don't presume. I mean, don't follow folk who presume to know your future, to know what thus says the Lord. That's why the Lord has given each one of us this clear revelation, the B-I-B-L-E. We need to study it. We need to read it. We need to read it. We need to study it. We need to memorize it. We need to memorize it, read it, and study it, and simulate it to our spirits by doing what thus says the Lord. And then you won't be fooled. They can't fool me. I, I, I'm saying, and as I know some of you who know because of my gift, and my gift is not teaching. Uh, uh, but uh, the, the reason I am where I am is because my particular gift gives me insight into folk. In other words, to know the word well enough, to uh, understand it well enough to know that it's an error. See, I'm just like an FBI agent. I, I don't study about what's false and all that. I just study what's true. So whenever I hear something that's false, I know it's not true. <laughs> See, when I, as long as I hear truth, I'm okay. Okay? But the issue is, you can't follow these people, and it's in the church and outside the church. 
okay, that are leading folk astray. And last week we saw, it says, woe unto them. God will deal with them. Don't you try to run, don't you try to run their reputation, getting on Facebook and putting those people's business, all that. They know they false. And if thou what? 21, 22, both of them, so we can go. When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath but Y'all running around here scared of those guys thinking they got extra power and all that kind of stuff because they get up there and perpetrate that fraud on you. God says, if you call yourself a prophet, you call yourself a prophetess, okay, and you're talking about you are something other than a fourth teller, God says, you don't have to be fooled. God says, all you got to do is open up my word and read these two verses right here. Those two verses right there tell you how to deal with those perpetrators of the fraud. It says, if the thing that they say does not come true, they are a false prophet. Y'all don't hear me. A prophet foreteller, for, F-O-R-E, is never wrong. A fourth teller is always right. You know why? Because a fourth teller only speaks the word of God. He can't be wrong. He, it, it's impossible for him to be wrong, him or her to be wrong. As a fourth teller, but a foreteller, one time. They're not a prophet. The Old Testament standard. For all those who want to be a prophet and prophetess is that you wrong one time. You get one shot to be wrong. They stone you to death. And that's what God is saying too. That death that he's talking about there. It says there's something wrong with you. You don't know the God of the universe. If you are out there talking about you know what tomorrow holds. You know who holds tomorrow, but you don't know what tomorrow holds. Because many of you woke up on Tuesday morning living large and in charge. And by Wednesday morning, Brother Kent, they were crying the blues. They were crying the blues. That stock market slipped. And on Thursday, it slipped again. Oh, you're talking about 2008 slipping. And I remember that, you know, I mean, back in the day, when, when I was working in 2008, when the market did that, we had guys leaving work, leaving their desk, leaving sensitive proprietary information on the desk, trying to run down to their broker to get out of this mess. I moved not a hair. Because I remember, I learned this lesson when I was just 11 years old. Ah. Uh, they talked about the world was going to end. And I had prepared so hard for this little play that we were going to present uh, uh, during class. And uh, uh, 
there are a lot of kids that said they didn't want to go on because the world was going to end and they didn't want to practice and all that. And my grandmother says, I'm going to give you just one word of advice. You better get your bed up <laughs> and go to school because I don't pay to send them other fools to school, but I do pay to send you to school. You get right on up and you go right there because you've been taught better. You know what needs to happen before the world can end. You know it, son. I've taught you from the cradle. You know the lesson. From that experience, 2,000 rolls around. Y'all don't tell me. Some of y'all still drinking water y'all bought from 2000. <laughs> they bought that water. They were buying that water. Matter of fact, you go to some houses, they ain't never bought no water. They ain't bought no water in 20 years. We got to get out of here. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. <laughs>